The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and the Lord made flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to start with a simple question, and I hope you take this kindly. Why are you here? Like, seriously, why are you here this morning? I'm very curious to find out. There's so many other things that you could be doing. Why are you here? Why are you watching us here, right? Maybe you're here because of that compulsory thing we call Sunday mornings. It's just such a routine, you can't help yourself. It's Sunday, so you're in church. Frequently, that's how I feel, right? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Christmas morning worship is a part of your tradition. And so this is your opportunity to uphold that feeling of following through on those expectations, on those traditions. Or maybe, maybe you took seriously my offer last night that the sermon this morning will be better than the one you heard yesterday. I don't know, but for whatever reason, you are here. And it's unique because this year, Christmas falls on a Sunday morning for the first time since 2016. And it's such a big deal that the New York Times ran an article this last week called, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful Unless Christmas Falls on a Sunday. Okay? So this article takes a deep dive into what are Protestant churches gonna do Christmas morning when that Christmas morning coincides with our regular Sunday worship schedules? Now, before I give you any more information, I wanna make two things very clear. The first one is, St. Paul decided to hold worship, okay? So this isn't a dream or a nightmare. This is reality. We are worshiping Sunday, Christmas morning, December 25th, 2022, okay? The second reality is you showed up, or at the very least, you are watching us online, which means 
This sermon will not be a guilt trip for why you aren't here because literally I will be preaching to the choir this morning because everyone who heard it or watches this will have been here. So now that we have that out of the way, I would like to take a little bit of a, of a walk through this article with you because it really captured my imagination. It really drew my attention because it asked a really good question. Why are we here Christmas morning? What is our task? Does it mean we have to be here to complete it? And with it, there's a question that lingered in the back of my mind from the first sentence that never gets asked, and we'll get to that later. But my favorite part of the article was just how quotable it was. There are some real sermon fodder gems, so buckle up, friends. Let's have some fun. My first quote, right at the beginning, a pastor said, we still believe in the Sunday morning experience, but we have to meet people where they are. Okay? I'm a little conflicted by this statement. We still believe in the Sunday morning experience, but we have to meet people where they are. I agree with that idea of we have to meet people where they are. Maybe where they are is in the pew Sunday morning or in their jammies at home Sunday morning. Maybe it's at a meal on a Wednesday night. Maybe it's beer and hymns on a Friday. You see, we meet people wherever they are. I totally agree with that. In the business, we call that evangelism, right? So we do that work. The part that was interesting to me was that first part, right? We believe in the Sunday morning experience. When I heard that, it sounded like a failed part of the Apostles' Creed that didn't quite make it through the cutting floor, right? We believe in God the Father Almighty. We believe in the Sunday morning experience. We believe in Jesus Christ, our Son, our Lord, right? It, it seems like something is missing. And my hope is... My hope is your faith is bigger, deeper, and wider than just the Sunday morning experience. My hope for you is that your faith is something that can happen any day of the week, any season of the year, at all times. If we limit our understanding of worship of God to corporate worship on a Sunday morning for a 55 to hour long time period, then we've missed the point. Our daily lives are an act of faithful worship. When we care and love each other, when we don't swear at the guy who cut us off over on 83, we're worshiping God, we're showing restraint, we're doing what we've been called to do, living out our Christian vocation. Next one that I really love. Christmas morning and Sunday morning are in conflict with each other. <laughs> I'm going to say that one again for you. <laughs> Christmas morning and Sunday morning are in conflict with each other. And the quoter here was actually a seminary professor who had that comment, which is unique because all of my seminary professors made one thing very, very clear to us. Every Sunday, every worship gathering is a celebration of Easter. Okay? But bear with me. Because here's the deal. Easter is about the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what's not possible on Easter? Any of it without Christmas first. It's sort of, you know, a chain of events. 
You don't get Easter, in other words, if you don't first have Christmas. So if every time we gather together is a celebration of Easter, I find it hard to really grasp this idea then of Christmas and Sunday being in conflict. In fact, I would go as far as to say it's exactly the opposite. They are fully reliant on each other, inextricably linked here and for eternity. Then. The article did this thing that people love to do this time of year. It did do a little aside that said, in case you're wondering, Christmas and Easter are kind of the big deal in the, in the church calendar. Think of it as the Super Bowl of the church. Okay, guys, look, I'm really honored that you think I've played in eight Super Bowls in my career, but the reality is that's not what it feels like unless the Super Bowl feels like not knowing where I am by midnight on Christmas Eve, then maybe it's a little bit closer. But you see, I think it's important that we be reminded that every time we gather, regardless of the day it falls on or the day of the week it happens, that we are celebrating in unison Christmas and Easter, which are one and certainly the same in Jesus Christ. Now this last quote, this is my favorite one. You gotta really listen, okay? Because my I can hear my dad screaming all the way from the north side just saying this. It's a little, this is Christmas, it's a little like a birthday, but it'd be awkward or offensive to not recognize a family member's birthday, but we're flexible on when we get together. I wanna just start again. Christmas is a little like a birthday. You know what my dad would say? It's not like a birthday, it is a birthday, okay? Yes, Christmas is a birthday, and I understand what the person is getting at, but I think it's a little misguided. Certainly, we need to be flexible in the way that we celebrate these things, right? Celebrating a birthday can be flexible, don't get me wrong. We've gotten very flexible in the way that we celebrate Christmas and Easter on Sunday mornings. Hence, cameras, right? Online, COVID taught us flexibility, if nothing else. Flexibility in fulfilling that whole where two or more are gathered, there I am also rule. But that, that, dear people, gets me to the question that never gets asked. In an article, that talks over and over and over about the merits of how we manage this, where two or more are gathered, there I am also. When it turns out that Christmas falls on a Sunday, not once does it ask, where is God in all of this? The article is so focused on where the people are that it completely misses the point of this day, establishing where is God and our gospel. John's poetic telling of the nativity certainly reminds us where God is this morning. God is here. God is here, John says, since the beginning. God is here in the darkness, the likes of which nothing can ever be overcome because the light shines. Indeed, God is here in the testimony of John and the faithful throughout the generations. God is here in word and also flesh. It's fun to sit here and to look around and say, where is everybody? 
But the question we got to ask this morning is not where are all the people, but instead is where is God? Where is Emmanuel, God with us? The reality is God is here. God is with you, the faithful, who showed up even on a Sunday morning when I know you have other places to be and other things to do. It's where you are online. Maybe you're in your pajamas. Maybe you have me on mute. Good for you. They don't get a button here. But you see, God is here. And that's the gift we unwrap. We unwrap the gift of God born unto us, wrapped in bands of cloth and laid in a manger. The same God who soon will hang on a cross and exchange those bands of cloth in a manger for bands of cloth laid in a tomb. And this, good Christian friends, is the reason we gather to rejoice. We rejoice at the reality of Christ's birth, death, and resurrection, not only on a Sunday, but each and every day of our lives as we Christians proclaim the name of Christ as our own, not just one day, not just on the 25th, but each and every day of our existence. So thanks be to God and Merry Christmas. <laughs>